I once had an evangelical preacher grab my tongue. No, that's not a joke. Kevin, and welcome back to Jesus Unfollower, the podcast, hanging out in the JU studios, just me and my dog, and yeah, I have a story to tell. I try to block a lot of the shit out from back in my church days because honestly, it was a lot of crazy shit that happened, but when I started going to a Pentecostal church, they were obsessed with revival. I know a lot of churches are, you know, a lot of Baptist churches have revivals and have tent revivals and all that kind of stuff, but this particular church that I was at, they were obsessed with the Brownsville Revival. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with it, but there was a church in the late 90s in Pensacola, Florida called the Brownsville Assembly of God, and they had this big revival where, I don't know, the Holy Spirit moved on the on the place and a ton of people repented and gave their lives back to God and that revival spread through at least the southeast I don't know probably the rest of the country but I know that the church that I went to looked up to this revival big time and they tried to like emulate it pretty much they start, they played all the same songs like they would just kind of weirdly talk about that revival and and what they could do to be more like that revival and to bring you know, usher in the Holy Spirit into our church. And so they just, it just seemed like an obsession to me. Everybody would talk about that worship leader at that church and all the musicians at the church looked up to him and wanted to be just like him. And I don't know, but this was right around the same time that I started going to this Pentecostal church and really started being involved in church period, late nineties, I guess like 98, 99, but this was an obsession. And so one thing that they loved to do was to bring in evangelical preachers, like traveling evangelical preachers to try to, you know, I guess get attendance up and, and quote unquote, bring the Holy Spirit in. And like all these guys, they, oh, these guys are so anointed. Let's bring them in. You know, they really uh, have God all over them and blah, blah, blah. Well, there's this one guy that came to our church. I'm not going to say his name, but he's from Kentucky. And the preacher at our church, he, the pastor, he loved this guy. He, they were buddies. I don't know. They met somewhere on the road years ago, but they brought this guy in for our revival at our church. And of course, a lot of the people that went to my church were just looking at this guy like he was a God or next to God himself, you know, uh, they were just expecting these awesome things to happen. And it's kind of funny because when you are expecting things to happen, they sort of have a tendency to play out in your mind, kind of like a placebo. But anyway, this guy, he came in one weekend and he preached like three nights in a row and everybody was just loving it and people were going to the altar and giving their lives to God and and he was 
like trying to point out all the things he didn't know any of us, but he would try to point out things in your life that needed to change. And he was just getting shit wrong left and right, of course, because he didn't know us. He had no clue who we were, but you know, God was speaking to him and, and he would be able to point out things. Now, a funny example is one guy that went to church with me was like, I don't know how to say it, the quote unquote best Christian that I knew. Like he didn't do anything that would be considered sinful that anybody really knew of, you know. But this preacher told him that he needed to kick his nicotine habit, that it was dragging him down. And the guy had never smoked a fucking cigarette in his life. But it's like that doesn't throw up any red flags at all to anybody. Here's this guy that everybody knows has never even smoked a cigarette ever. And this prophet basically comes in and says, you know, you need to stop smoking. Nicotine is is killing you. It's Satan tempting your flesh. And he was way off. Of course he was way off. This shit is just made up out of thin air. You know? Well... I get caught up in the emotion of everything during the praise and worship or during his message or whatever. I already really didn't like the way that this guy acted. He was really braggy and boasty. And, you know, he would talk about the things that he did, blah, blah, blah. Well, I ended up going up to the altar and I regret it big time. I regretted it back then. I regret it now, even though I laugh about it. But he came up to me when it was my turn, when he was going down the fucking assembly line. And he's like, you have something within you, a fire down in your belly. Basically telling me that I was a good Christian and I had the word of God in me and I needed to go, you know, speak about it. That I was too quiet and that I didn't like preach the gospel and witness to all my friends and stuff. And he probably just picked up on the fact that I'm an introvert. You know, I'm not a very extroverted person at all I'm not loud I don't whatever so I'm just kind of standing there quietly up at the altar and he says all that to me and he says now in Jesus name you're gonna get bold and you're gonna go preach the gospel stick out your tongue I'm thinking what the fuck or what the frick you know because I didn't cuss back then whatever but yeah he told me to stick my tongue out and he proceeded to grab my tongue with his fingers. I know this sounds like a joke, but it's not. He grabs my tongue with his fingers and he puts the microphone up to my mouth. And he makes me repeat after him. He's like, I will go out to the world and spread the gospel. And I'm just like, and I sounded like an, a moron. But, you know, in his eyes, that was normal. And in the eyes of the people at church, that just was just, you know, normal. That's fine. That God's really using this, this preacher to... Oh, man. I, I was pretty embarrassed after that. And I didn't really like that guy anyway. So the next time, next two or three times that that guy came to the church, I didn't go because wasn't about to have my tongue grabbed again. It sort of became a running joke at church. They were like, hey... He's going to be here. Are you coming? And I was like, nope. But yeah, he would just 
<sighs> he did different things to different people. It was really weird. I guess he just wanted to be bizarre and like show that God's using him in a funky way and all this bullshit. But <laughs> I remember I just it just came to me. I just remembered that one of my friends went up there <laughs> and uh he hit him in the head with a microphone. <laughs> Oh my God. I can't remember exactly what was happening there, but he said something. You know, he's laying hands on everybody in the altar and everybody's just falling down with the quote unquote Holy Spirit. And uh, <laughs> he just takes the microphone and just hits the guy in the head with it. <laughs> and he just fell down uh, and laid there for a while. I don't know if that was the Holy Spirit or a fucking concussion. <laughs> uh, but that's just, that's hilarious. But this guy was a major douchebag. Like, we'd go out to eat after these services, of course, because that's what church people do, and tip the waitress shitty. But he would always say stuff like, he he used the words preferential treatment all the time. Like, I have God on my side, and preferential treatment, and blah, blah, blah. That was basically his way of trying to get free meals out of everybody. And he never tipped waitresses. He would, you know, here's a tip. Proverbs says yada yada. It's like, okay, man, fuck you. These people just need to get paid. But <laughs> I just thought I would share that story because I block it out of my mind and I forget about it sometimes. But then I see something on social media and it reminds me of some of the crazy times from, the, from my church days. Today's horrible Bible verse comes from the book of Isaiah. And we're looking at you, Isaiah 45, 7. I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. So when people say that God is not the creator of evil, let's say look at Isaiah 45, 7. I create darkness. I create evil. Is that something that a loving God would do? He creates the evil, and then Eve takes a bite of an apple and because God created that evil, all of mankind is doomed to a potential fiery pit of hell unless you believe in Jesus, which is has very little evidence to suggest that he ever really was the son of God. Sure, he probably existed. There was probably a guy named Jesus, probably a few back in the day, but how are we supposed to believe that there was anything supernatural that happened. There's been nothing supernatural that's ever been proven. But we're just supposed to believe that. And if not, we're going to burn in hell. All because God created evil. Just remember that. Anyway, I appreciate you hanging with me. I got some t-shirts and stuff over at JesusUnfollower.com and some other shit over there if you want to check it out. You can see everywhere that I am on social media, etc. Anyway... Until next time, catch y'all on the flip side. Peace.